0: Uh, Hello, listeners. This is episode two of the Overlabor podcast. I'm Julian.
1: And I'm Eric, and we're your co-hosts.
0: So what's on the agenda for today is we are going to be discussing podcasts, um, in particular our podcasts, our mindset when we're making them, some of the ones that we've made, just stuff like that.
1: Uh, You mean playlists. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No problem. He meant playlists. It's all good. We're going to keep recording.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, that's a take. Anyway, and then we're going to single the episode out uh, just by talking about some audio effects that we really like using in our music. So without further ado... You...
1: Let's get started. Yeah. Um, as you all know, we've got corona going on, and so we're stranded at home, and hopefully you're going to be able to get this episode out. Uh, this is the third or fourth take of of this current episode and the tenth time we 're trying to make an episode too so it's, it's
0: it's getting close to the double digits how many attempts we've made on this episode
1: <laughs> it's problematic our procrastination and uh, really? unspiedness with ourselves anyway let 's just get started um do you wanna start talking about the playlist or should I or
0: i don't know you have a lot to uh, say about your playlist. <laughs>
1: damn right um, <laughs> well i've got I've made a lot of playlists in my day I've got around thirty at least probably um the main ones that I've been working on and listening to the most currently are my jazz playlist my uh hip hop my old school hip hop playlist, and my sixties and seventies rock playlist
0: yeah
1: and um these all have around fifty five to well, okay, I just started the jazz playlist that has, like, 41 songs. But they all have somewhere in the 50s range, which isn't actually that much. But that's just because I just forget to work on my playlists a lot of the time. Um, my deal with, like, playlists and how I make my playlists and stuff, its it's been a, a trip. Because I used to make my playlists based on a certain mood or occasion, which kind of worked. But a lot of the time, the problem just was I had a really specific mood in mind and couldn't find enough songs that would fit that mood or, um, for these like occasion playlists for like, if I was making a playlist for, I don't know. I don't even know. Uh, it it would just be so many songs that don't fit well together. And so I just kind of run out of juice after a while. Um, and so now I'm kind of sticking to making, um, genre based playlists. Like you've probably heard. Um, So, I don't know, I usually, when I'm going into this, I usually have, like, at least two songs that I, uh, two, yeah, two songs from the genre that I like or I know. So, I add those, and then either I'll go and search for uh, some other songs by some jazz musicians I've heard of, or I'll go even into this, like, uh, recommended songs thing at the bottom, uh, that Spotify has. Yeah. So, yeah, and happen to find a lot of good stuff there sometimes, so that's just how I go through it. And a lot of the time, I completely forget to update my playlists, and and it gets to the point where I just get bored of all the songs that I have. And yeah, that's my mindset with the whole thing. What about you?
0: All right, anyway. So um, I'm not exactly as refined as uh, Eric over here when making my playlists. So, usually what happens is, like him, I sort of have a, or like he had, I sort of have a general mood or vibe, vibe, that I usually just kind of like pick and single out, or just something happens in my life, and I'm just like, let's kind of recreate that, but with music. Like, for example, I have this giant playlist called 2AM Headspace Radio, and I think it has nearly... Almost 200 songs. So, yeah, it's, it's a big boy. <laughs> yeah, he's it's, it's grown into a mighty fine man, fine young man. Mm. And really, what I tried to do is, or the story of it is, I was up really late and I couldn't sleep. Believe me, I tried. And eventually I was like, okay, I, I feel like I need to codify this moment. For some reason, this moment in life, it feels significant to me. So, I started just adding a bunch of songs that, like, incorporate a vibe of being awake at night and not wanting to be awake. So, yeah. And then there's this other one that I made called 2 p.m. Adventure Soundtrack. Because, I don't know, 2 p.m. is, like, one of my favorite times of the day. It's, like, not too early, but not too late. It's a good balance. So, it has, like, 2 p.m. sounding songs. So, like, my playlist style, it's very... It's definitely very subjective, and a lot of other playlists. Yeah, a majority of my playlists actually, instead of being that or about like general moods or just incorporating the vibe of a situation into them, most of them are just jokes. <laughs> For example, I have several meme playlists. Like, I have a classical meme one. I have-
1: That's all I've got. Yeah,
0: I have a dank memes playlist. I have a family memes playlist. So this is like inside jokes in my family that feature music. (laughs) Um, I have an in. I have like deep cut memes playlist that like only I think are funny and no one else. Yeah, it's a very short list. Uh, and then I have this one weird playlist called the definition of extra, and it has a bunch of like energetic prog rock and bebop jazz that's just like blasts your head off when you play it you think (laughs) wow they practiced yeah so that's that so
1: love that yeah yeah that was kind of when i was when i was doing moods i also had these pretty specific ideas in mind of like certain times of day and stuff
0: Mm -hmm. Forgot. Forgot. A lot of my family members are playlist aficionados.
1: Yeah. I always call myself a playlist aficionado, but then I remember how often I forget to update my playlist, and then I'm like, you know, maybe not.
0: I don't know. You seem like a playlist aficionado to me. Why, thank you. Highest praise one can give.
1: I'd like to, I don't know, I'm going to give some background on some of these playlists, uh, how I got to these genres and stuff. Um, for example, my, my rap playlist here. I've had a weird experience with rap because um, I used to hate all kinds of rap, mainly because I didn't really look. When I was little, sometimes rap would come on the radio and I would just be like, "What? this is gross. My parents were like, yeah, rap is terrible. I might have gotten that from my parents because they've never been huge rap fans. Mm. Um, and so I kind of just, like, followed them when I was a kid. I was like, yep, you guys don't like rap. I don't like rap. Um, and it was, it, it went all the way to, like, 2000 freaking, yeah, 2020. I still hate rap, to be honest. My thing is, <laughs> I hate all kinds of, like, modern rap that's, like, SoundCloud rap, like, by little Pump and stuff. Um, there's some people who I feel have sometimes can bring out some pretty good stuff, actually, like Dram, uh, and I don't know, Travis Scott, they've got some style and some skill. Um, but there's so many rappers who I'm just like, why, why are they so popular? Uh, I'm not going to start hating on modern rap, but, um, and then, you know, I was into lo-fi for a while, which was kind of a low point in my life. And then um, there was this one sample in in uh, a lo-fi song, and I was like, dang, this is pretty catchy because it was like a rapper or something. And so I looked up where that rap was coming from, and I found out it was passing me by by the far side. Um, so I, I had that floating around my mind for a while, and then I got bored of lo-fi like a year later. And so I remember that song, and I was like, all right, what if I make a playlist out of this song? So I took the... Uh, the song by the far side, and added that to a playlist, and then just saw what Spotify recommended for me. And so I ended up with Diggable Planets, and then a tribe called Quest, and some more of the far side, then Brand Nubian, more tribe called Quest, Souls of Mischief, Wu Tang. The 90s uh, rap. Uh, no, why? They recommended me a lot of um, rap groups from the 90s, especially for the East Coast, all of them sorry family. about
0: that hold on you're good
1: <laughs> uh like i was saying it i recommended a lot of stuff from the east coast that nobody has ever heard of like these groups like jurassic five arrested development i mean i'm sure there's gonna be some people who know these, but like to to like Tang and the far side who the heck are these people you know they've got some good stuff actually but they've also got some stuff that's mainly just focused on boogie woogie and stuff so i don't know wait um, hold on before
0: you continue. Like, people are probably going to get triggered. Did you just call Wu-Tang obscure?
1: What? No. No, no, no. I meant... No, no, no. I said uh, the the groups that are recommended to me, like uh, these groups, oh, like, yeah, Wu- I would say, Drastic are- um, Five and stuff aren't as well known as Wu-Tang. Oh, okay. Well. There we go. So I was just wondering why Spotify recommended me all these obscure groups instead of people like, I don't know, Wu-Tang, NWA... Uh, more of the far side, because they're also kind of well-known in the East Coast area. Uh, Notorious Big, I don't know, it never ever recommended me Notorious B.I.G., and so I got into Biggie and, like, uh, um, MF Doom and NAS and all those people, I got into them, like, a few weeks ago, and now I'm really starting to figure out how intelligent and, like, well-written some of the stuff can be. Um... So I'm trying to sort out all the trash that's lying around in my playlist from, like, a year ago and adding this new good stuff.
0: Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, so I guess I'll do the same thing. Um. Unlike Julian, I'm still a little into lo-fi. Like, it hasn't completely died yet. And...
1: I don't mind lo-fi. I've just, like... I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Like, like it, it's... Super- I'm not, really, I'm not as into yeah. it as I used to be. I,
0: I definitely think the genre is a little oversaturated. Because, like, yeah.
1: Maybe, no. It's just used blog music a lot of the time, which is yeah. sad. But there are some... Yeah, really there really are good really good there.
0: artists. Like, this one dude called Potsu, and this other dude called NG. Mm-hmm. Potsu, Jinseng. Jinseng yeah. is
1: also really good. I used to
0: listen to him a lot.
1: Uh, The Deli. Yeah. Anyway, uh, keep talking so,
0: I remember I started getting seriously into music around four years ago. Like, my parents are super into it. So up until then, I was listening to a lot of, like, basically just whatever they were listening to. So on my dad's side, it was, like, a lot of jazz. So, like, Miles Davis, John Coltrane, Cannonball Adderley, if you know who that is. Yeah, and on my mom's side, it was just a lot of, like, I don't know, like stuff that she liked in the 80s. So like U2, but then a lot of just, then a lot of like alternative rock, like this band called Arcade Fire, uh, then this other band called Muse. So I was basically just listening to whatever they were listening to and whatever was on the radio until, I don't know.
1: Real quick, I love how you said Arcade Fire and Muse, like nobody's (laughs) ever heard of them.
0: Okay, they're not like,
1: you we were like, yeah, this one band called Arcade Fire and this one band called Muse. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Okay. Like they're not like
0: unpopular, but they're not mainstream, if that makes sense. They're in that okay, really yeah, weird mainstream. gray area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like they have a niche audience, but their niche audience just so happens to be really big. All right. Yeah. So moving on. So I was basically listening to whatever they were, but. Then I found just a bunch of lo-fi compilation videos on YouTube and that got me into a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And like Julian, I did this thing where like a lot of the samples or whatever they used from other songs, I like searched them out. And then I just found them and that led into other artists. Uh so I forgot where, but somewhere a song sampled a Hendrix, something from like Hendrix's uh, Woodstock Star Spangled Banner.
1: Really? How the frick does a lo-fi song sample Hendrix? Oh yeah. wow! I gotta find oh, yeah. that one again.
0: But anyway, now I was starting to get into more classic rock. So before I knew it, I was like listening to, you know, Hendrix, The Beatles, a little bit of The Rolling Stones. But then I, quickly that developed into like 70s and 80s prog rock. Mainly just Rush, and by, yeah, by Prog Rock, I really mean just Rush. I was in kind of a phase, a huge Rush phase for a while. <laughs> yeah, I can almost play the, um, Getty Lee's bass lines. Anyway, then, because, to be honest, Weave. Uh, I like a lot of Studio Ghibli soundtracks. Oh, yeah. They mm-hmm. like, have some really nice stuff. Yeah. Uh, Joe Hissay, yeah. some, Or really however you about. pronounce his last name, people pronounce it differently. Yeah, so that, um, I don't know, I was just getting into that because yay, anime. And then I guess now, oh God, it's hard to think about like how I started listening to a lot of this stuff. Uh, there's definitely a lot of classical music because I'm like, I got brought up. Like, my official music, or like the only real musical education that I had was like of a classical background. So they just sort of got me in the music by proxy. Uh, hmm. Yeah, then there's just a lot of miscellaneous stuff that I don't really know how I ended up listening to. Like, I'm really into this uh, subgenre of blues called Tuareg, where it's from like the Sahara. And the um, Berber like Berber people, they like mix their own music and like they mix it with rock and it sounds really cool and it has all these old like, time signatures and all that.
1: Oh, yeah. that
0: sounds really cool. Uh, yeah. There's this artist oh, called cool. Bombino who was like, and Tino and So yeah, those are some recommendations. And then also unlike Julian, I can stand a lot of modern rap. I don't really like it or actively listen to it, but my sister really likes a lot of modern groups or modern acts, like your little pumps and your, like, little yachties and stuff like that. So oftentimes I just... okay. That
1: is piercing my ear. Yeah, so that
0: just... Yeah, so I hear that a lot of the time, and, like, it's weird. It's like an acquaintance. I'm, like, familiar with it even though... Oh,
1: Oh, we're going to cut that out. We do not not want to hear (laughs) it.
0: If we edit that, if we can edit that and like, I don't know, bass boost it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay.
0: It'll be like foreshadowing for what's to come.
1: They're not supposed to know. Um. Anyway. Yeah. So I also have that rock playlist I'd like to go over that real quick. Cause I have a little story behind that. Um, <laughs> this playlist all started after I watched, uh, uh oh, damn. What's it? uh almost famous. You, I don't know if you know that movie. Yeah. Um, it, I don't know. Just look it up, whatever. It's about like that kind of culture in the sixties, like that Woodstock culture, that kind of rock and roadies and stuff and all that. Um, And so I was like, cool, I'm going to add some songs from this movie. So I sit down, and I don't know why, but the first thing I added was Here Comes the Sun by The Beatles, which is kind of basic of me. Um, And you'd think I'd improve, but no, I put Come Together by The Beatles. I don't have anything against these songs. They're just really overplayed. (laughs) Um, uh, But, you know, then I put Down on the Corner by Creedence, uh, put a lot of Creedence stuff in here. Then I had some Eric Clapton, Van Morrison, Rolling Stones, Kings, the Guess Who... Uh, and so on and so forth. It Kind of became like a salad of different bands. A lot of credence in this because I got pretty. I fell into a credence rabbit hole. Um, kind of still in that rabbit hole, I guess. Um, yeah. then a little bit later, I started adding some Led Zeppelin. Yeah, thankfully, Led Zeppelin. Um, I don't
0: know. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Then I got really into the Woodstock culture, and I added Jefferson Airplane and Janis uh, Joplin. Jeff- um. I watched Quadrophenia and stuff, so I started to get into The Who a lot, mainly for my dad because he used to listen to The Who, and so he showed me that, and I was like, dude, this stuff is a bop. Um, and then some Santana, which is also pretty sexy um, and funky, oh. and The Door, so on and so forth. It's just kind of coming together. Sometimes my dad's like, oh, I remember this band from like the 70s, and I was like, ooh, they're pretty cool. They'd fit in that playlist, so I had them. Uh, a lot of this music is just inspired by my dad because he listens to like Genesis and Marillion, all kinds of prog rock. Um, and yeah.
0: All right.
1: So that's story with this uh, classic rock.
0: All right. Uh, are you ready? I sure am. Okay, so Julian and I are like producers, kind of. I don't know. We make, we make we make music, we make music yeah. in Ableton. That doesn't mean we're producers, but we just, uh, we make music.
1: If you don't know, Ableton it's is a music DA, program DA. that's just used to making music. You know? Yeah, okay.
0: So Julian and I frequently make music there, or I guess not so frequently because I haven't made anything in like three months, but Julian and I make music in Ableton, and we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, ba, dum, bum, 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 bum.
1: Oh my god, I completely forgot about that ad.
0: See it every Um, day.
1: My entire European audience is Uh not going to get that joke. That's an American thing? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, oh yeah, that's an American thing. Anyway,
0: so Julian and I make music and we know our way around this uh, little program called Ableton. And a lot of the effects are just really cool. And to any fellow producers out there or people like us who just screw around with um, uh, music-making programs on your, um, your computer, we're going to make some recommendations that will really enhance your uh, your music-making, so uh, let's begin.
1: I'd like to start off right away, you know, I love me some reverb. Uh, you have to be very... See you. remember that make major and more awesome Basically, Yeah. Uh...
0: Julian, I think that's a good place to to start off or to to end on this podcast.
1: I think so. Yeah, this was a pretty good uh, second episode. Hope you all enjoyed it. Hope y'all will stay. stay. Uh, This episode was maybe a little bit nerdy, maybe a little bit boring. But, you know, some episodes are going to be like that. Some of them are just going to be. At the the very least, this episode
0: (laughs) took like 18 attempts for us to record. And, yeah, now that we finally got something by the end. Yeah, I've got yeah, the, and by the time you're hearing soon, this, so. we've painstakingly procrastinated on editing it. Yeah, so please mm-hmm. um, what do I say like like and subscribe and hit the bell or
1: we I, we don't even have that. That's the thing. I don't know. Uh follow, follow. That's the thing. Follow it. Um let us know if uh what you think of the podcast. You can do that on anchor and oh we're yeah. also on social and media that's right on instagram, instagram. Account, baby uh
0: over labored <laughs> or wait
1: overlay i think un- oh, i think it's overlay underscore board or something like that you'll yeah. you'll find it we might link it we'll link it in the description probably so yeah that's pretty much it i guess <laughs> good luck with corona uh don't go outside it's uh you know it's pretty gnarly out there i guess <laughs>
0: Uh, mm-hmm. um, so, follow our stuff. We'll have it in the description. Um, remember, practice social distancing. Eat your vegetables. Hand shot first. Uh, <laughs> Off
1: into your arm. Anyway,
0: um, all right. So, bye. We'll see oh, yeah. you on the next <coughs> slide.